You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Hello, I'm Wade Zaglis from Education Review. News broke last week of an Australian university offering a PhD scholarship in heavy metacultures. To discuss this further, we're talking to Professor Simon Springer from the University of Newcastle, who will be in charge of the program. Professor Springer, to your knowledge, is the University of Newcastle the first Australian institution to offer a heavy metal PhD scholarship? Has there been anything similar offered? Yeah, I mean, to my knowledge, uh, this is the first time an actual scholarship has been offered, uh, and certainly within an Australian institution. I know that the University of Helsinki in Finland, um, just this past summer, they offered a summer school in heavy metal music and in contemporary history and society. So Mm -hmm. I think that may have been one of the first sort of formalizations of of bringing heavy metal into an academic setting, at at least as far as universities go. But I mean, for a number of years, there's been um, metal studies conferences. So for example, there's something called the International Society for Metal Music Studies, and every couple of years they organize a conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's been a few events like that, but as far as scholarships go, I think this might be the first. Um, but don't quote me on that, I suppose. <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, why is the subject worthy of academic research? You know, while I'm not trying to preclude any of the findings, would it possibly promise to reveal something about us as a country? Or Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, I mean, I'm trained as a geographer. So the way that I'm looking at this is through a geographical lens. And, uh, you know, heavy metal culture, heavy metal music, it's been around for the past 50 years at least. And mm-hmm. it's, you know... Um, it's been transmitted all over the globe. There's various forms of metal scenes in any given country on, on planet Earth. And I think that in itself is fascinating. Um, something that sort of had an, had its origins in UK culture and, uh, and the British scene, the British rock scene at the time, and sort of developed into something called heavy metal. And that, that's been, you know, transmitted around the, around the planet and taken up in various ways and integrated with uh, a variety of different cultures. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, as far as taking this seriously as an academic study, um, you know, academics study all sorts of different things and, and uh, cultural forms is part of that, of course, and myself working as a social and cultural geographer, that that's what interests me. But, uh, I mean, people do it for all kinds of various forms of media and whether it's other forms of music or whether it's uh, forms of film, uh, literature, there's all kinds of different things that are cultural products that we can take an academic lens to. And sure. heavy metal is just one of those That's things. Right. Like literature or anything like that. Yeah, they are cultural products. Absolutely. Um, why do you think heavy metal and its subgenres have originated within North, those northern countries? What is it about those countries, do you think, that yeah, I think that, um, I mean, I think we have to take a kind of a, a long view of this and think historically about, you know, the way that the world has evolved to the place that it is today. And and that asks, is, involves asking some questions about the history of colonialism. So if we're talking about, um, you know, a, a long kind of perspective, we can see that, 
you know, the United Kingdom, uh, England was obviously one of the key colonizers on the planet. And with that, you know, not only came um, economic forms of control, but also came the diffusion of um, a particular cultural form, right? Mm -hmm. And so obviously this was before something called heavy metal existed, but the ongoing legacies of colonialism have meant that um, the cultural forms that have originated in Europe and also the United States as one of the key mm -hmm. economic players in the world today, that these cultural forms continue to be transmitted because of the ongoing sort of influence and power that um, came from those earlier colonial trajectories and continue on into the present. Okay. And so if we're going to look at... Um, what's happening today then i think you know we can look a at the diffusion of colonialism in the past and its ongoing implications in the present and this isn't to say that you know there's an imposition of heavy metal as a form of colonialism <laughs> but rather to say that heavy metal is a product of uh of a particular you know moment in time a, a particular cultural form mm -hmm. And, it, and its uptake and diffusion is part of that longer process, right? And mm -hmm. certainly in any given country, um, it would be taken up to a, a greater or lesser extent and perhaps even resisted in some contexts. And, you know, in, in most instances, it's been embraced as something uh, to be welcomed and celebrated and, and to be, um, I suppose, meshed with the local existing culture. So we see you know, in places as diverse as Indonesia and, and Brazil and South Africa, um, local elements of cultural, whether that's musical or whether that's in terms of lyrical content, have been incorporated into the kind of heavy metal music that's coming out of those scenes. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so we know, you know, many other cultural products like literature, film, art, etc., um, have been worthy of academic inquiry for a long, long time. Why do you think that heavy metal and its subgenres ha ha hasn't been seen as a serious academic subject? Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, it's <laughs> what's been really fascinating for me is the way the media has picked up on this story and has taken such in it and that in itself is what i find so fascinating in many ways right and 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 gives sort of credence to the idea well there is actually something to study here mm -hmm. and i think i mean to answer your question and to sort of reflect on why there has been so much interest i think it's because you know traditionally heavy metal has been thought of as something that's kind of uh you know, a lower cultural form, if you will, mm -hmm. that it's a, a lowbrow form of art and, and not really been taken seriously. And of course, I would argue that this is a problematic stereotype because the musicianship and, uh, you know, and also the um, the poeticism in, in some of the lyrics sure. in this form of music is, you know, very advanced. I, I think metal musicians are some of the most proficient musicians you'll find on planet Earth. And so, you take that sort of stereotype of, of metal as a, a negative kind of thing and contrast that with academia, which is often put on a pedestal. It's also a, a cultural form of its own, right? Mm -hmm. And it's often thought about as highbrow culture, yeah. if you will. And you put that together opposed, with something yeah. like heavy metal. Yeah, and it, I mean, they're considered as polar opposites. And mm -hmm. 
I'm I'm trying to suggest, well, they're not polar opposite. There's actually, you know, a conduit between them. And certainly from an, you know, I don't know how many heavy metal musicians would be interested in academia per se, but from an academic perspective, certainly um, heavy metal is something that I think is worthy of academic investigation precisely because, as I mentioned before, it's been around such a long, a long time. It's a lasting cultural form and, and whether people you know, want to embrace it and accept it or turn their nose up at it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting the kind of responses that it provokes, but at the same time, it's not something that's going away anytime soon. So we might as well um, examine it for what it's worth and, and see what can come out of it. And in terms of, you know, what benefits studying it might have for contemporary society in general, well, I think there's lessons that we can learn from uh, heavy metal culture, and one of them is the unity that's involved. Many heavy metal fans, they find a deep affinity for one another, and mm-hmm. you know it crosses language barriers, it crosses religious barriers, and people just come together around this idea of, of their love for a certain form of music. So that kind of connectivity and potential to build community, I think, is a larger lesson that society can learn. Professor Springer, um, it's a fascinating research subject and I think you will get a a big response. Uh, Thank you so much for talking uh, with Campus Review. Yeah, thanks for having me.